Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwynn, and the Insider Crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 58. It's good to be back. We're at uh, PCA's national office. I'm here with Manny Albin, Damon Lawney, and of course, Robert Forsyth is at the controls. It's good to be back. Yep, you went to. Uh, I've been on a whirlwind trip. Yeah, I was gonna say Atlanta, Houston, and Utah. Atlanta, no, Atlanta Birmingham, Houston, oh, that's right, Birmingham, then Utah. Wow, but all was good. All was good. Thank you for uh, handling the podcast. All went well, and it was. I was sad to hear that uh, Alan couldn't come. He actually called me last night after hearing the podcast. I, I didn't tell him about it. Oh, really? I just forgot to mention it to him, and uh, he. Um, was just thrilled that uh, we mentioned his book so grateful yeah and um i think uh the way his schedule works out uh we may be looking he may be coming to parade to do the podcast oh and, nice uh, okay and tech tactics i'm going to convince him to do uh that would be on awesome. the same day maybe and uh um you know it's fairly close to him yeah in southern california and he said he hasn't been to a parade since uh uh, you said he, when Bob Miller was president. So oh, wow. That's a long time ago. All right. Uh, Different but, Bob Miller. Yes, not the Bob Miller we had on the <laughs> show. Uh, Past president uh, Bob yeah. Miller. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, he was thrilled about uh, his his mention uh, on the podcast. That's awesome. He's such a sweet gentleman. And we had some conversations uh, just yesterday with the folks at, at Meekum who were in and talking mm -hmm. about Alan and um all his all of his contributions to uh, Porsche Motorsports and such. So, you know, on on once, you know, I was sad that he wasn't here, but because I was traveling, I was kind of like, well, maybe that means when he does come, that I will be here. But if he's coming to pray, that's even better. I mean, we'll be able to share share. But you you got to read his book too. Oh, I I, I have I, all I, these. I gotta um, I have all these pages bookmarked with the little pieces of paper with questions that I want to ask him about. Uh, uh, and he said he'd be happy to talk further into the. Uh, about the different topics, the different uh, cars, but the part I wanted to get to, I hadn't gotten to yet when we did the podcast, was the 964 USA Cup cars, mm -hmm. the series that was canceled. And I remember, uh, you know, Andal was doing the uh, conversions, and he said that really pissed him off because they did all the work. He went to the factory and uh, asked them to, uh, when they built these cars, not to put any glue, which is known, you yeah, know, yeah. the carpets and insulation, nothing was glued down. Right. Um, so they could easily remove it because that right. was the whole idea. They learned from the 959 about how to import these cars. So they were going to import them in basically as street cars and then take everything out and convert them to race cars as quick as they could. So uh, they even would stop in the book. It, it describes how the, the Porsche actually stopped the production line to do some stuff to these cup cars. Really? Which is unheard of to stop the production yeah. line. But they, uh, they did it. And of course, the series is canceled. And so he, um, they have to, he has to put them all back together, Whoa. and he said that the thing that that, that straw to break the camel's back was when they wanted him to perfectly like put in all the um, the interior and the leather back in and the <laughs> stitching and everything. <laughs> That's what he car. told them. You can come pick up your cars. I'm done. <laughs> Wow. Um, but what I didn't get from him was was every car converted back, or did you? When you said you can come get your cars, does that mean there were still some that had not been converted because? You always, uh, I, I see ads and I read on the internet, uh, people who have ones that weren't converted back from race cars to right. street cars. So I got to get him to uh, clear that up. But uh, uh, yeah, in the book, it says that um, Fred Schwab, who was the CEO at the time of Porsche Cars North America, he announced the cancellation of the series and he equated it to uh, sisters kissing sisters. It doesn't make sense uh. Uh, to have a Porsches racing as Porsches. That's not real racing. Wow. Which we know is a that's, joke. Because yeah, it's that's, weird. That's what yeah. the whole Career Cup series is. Yeah. And it's actually really fun to watch. But a couple of years later, he's having dinner with Wendelin Wiedeking. And Wiedeking says, why didn't you call me? You know, I would have put a stop to that plan and we would have had the series. And you know, at the time, uh, he didn't feel it was on that level with Wiedeking to call him and say, hey, I need you to intervene. He mm -hmm. figured um, Fred Schwab was the last word. Wow. But, yeah, it was... Um, uh, I'm excited. You, yeah, once you're once you're done with the book, pass it pass it on for the rest of the staff to look at it. I saw you taking photos of it. It is a thick book. I think Chrissy wants to read it next. <laughs> <laughs> Five hundred pages. Five hundred pages. So, uh, want to make sure we say thank you 
to uh, Mike or or Gurney Eagle Five Hundred. Yeah, I wanted to save it till you were here, uh, so we didn't mention it last week. So when he when he dropped a note of of uh, don't eat a, a big breakfast, I wasn't sure what was coming because he's from Florida, right? And I was wondering what pastry or what breakfast item would be coming from from uh, Florida, but actually he what he sent us was a fantastic uh king cake from new orleans and yeah it was a treat and I, but surprisingly a lot of people in the office had no idea what a king cake was yeah. i was very surprised yeah. yeah i mean i i grew up in new orleans for a number of years and so i was very familiar with uh, king cakes and i love them and i remember uh i was in what like second and third grade uh, second, first, second, and third grade is when I was in New Orleans, and the tradition was the teacher would bring in the first king cake, and then you would divvy up the king cake, and whichever kid gets the little, and it's amazing to me that they still do this, is there's a little plastic baby inside the king <laughs> there's cake. There's a warning stamp on the box now that warns you there's a little baby inside it. But still, it. though, right? But still, like it is, yeah. a, it literally is a choking hazard, but they still do it. Um, and so as a kid, you would hope and wish that you would get the the baby inside the king cake because that means, you know, you're cool. But actually what it meant was... You're going to have babies. <laughs> <laughs> you would go home and tell your parents that you got the little baby and your parents would have to go to the bakery and get the next king cake to mm-hmm. bring into class and it would go on you know for a couple of days during mardi gras and uh yeah i brought back great memories and i think it, uh the, the the bakery that he got it from is one of the most popular king cake uh bakeries and it's randizzi's i believe it's called and um yeah so hopefully was that the first time you had it damon I didn't have any actually. I wasn't here. Oh, you I must have here. it must have been oh. a Tuesday or, or something. So. so 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 the king cake also came with some beads and mask and so we definitely uh uh, lived it up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so if you're watching the podcast, there's we have a little bit of video of what the office was up to while they were eating. <laughs> eating, I it's, guess. I don't know if that's called that's eating. It's probably our conference room, but it's more <laughs> like our uh, snack room. Yeah, I don't remember that, so I, I must not have been here. Yeah. So it was awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. For yeah. For and uh, another thing. So Gurney Eagle, aka Mike, his Python Green 718 Cayman S is the Cayman S in our latest video. With uh, uh, the comparison against um, JRJ Porsche enthusiasts, Carmine Red GTS 4.0. So nice and congratulations yeah. on that video. It seems like it's uh, it's doing very well. Yeah, I think people like the longer format. So or comparisons, right. one of the two. I saw that uh, while I was away. Not only kind of uh, kind of seeing what you guys were 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 putting together for the podcast and listening to what you covered uh, in Alan's book and and such. I also saw that over the weekend you guys had some fun too. Um, Guinness was uh, on order. Yeah, and the big news was that Guinness was stopping... Uh, Closing his big brewery. <laughs> <laughs> in Baltimore. Um, they're, uh, and everyone was very confused. They're going, so their place is closing down because they have a whole retail, giant retail building right next to the brewery. Which has a nice restaurant, and they just opened uh, that like five. It seems like six just years a ago. few years ago. Yeah. So what they're they're stopping is uh, the bottling, uh, but it's also an experimental um, brewery where they try out new beers. So that's going to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, so the restaurant and retail is going to continue, though the brewing is going to close. Yes, the bottling, the manufacturing, the bottling oh, of man. the um, okay. which uh, I, I self admit I am not a beer drinker. I wish I was because I could join in in their conversations of how they were uh, the so deliciously the- uh, <laughs> describing all these different beers. I said, if we want to talk donuts, I'm in. Uh, but I'm just not a beer drinker. Um, but the Baltimore Blonde, they said, which evidently hasn't been brewed or bottled in Baltimore in a while, uh. will continue. just won't be. It just won't be like the old So anyways, the region planned a, um, a social there. And we had a hundred and some cars. Wow. Um, a bunch of cars lined up in front of the, uh, I don't think any air cooled were allowed in this photo, or at least it seemed that way. What happened? Where were they parked? <laughs> no, I was, I was like the only air cooled guy at the beginning there. And, oh, yeah. uh, I didn't feel like moving my car. Um, but the region had, uh, a, a, I think over a hundred people come to the, uh, nice to the social. And is that place large? I mean, a hundred people, that's a lot of people. You never they, been there? I've never been no. there. It's, it's, is it big? Like, did you guys take it over the whole thing? Or? They opened up a second level, which um, uh, was great because we had the whole place, the second level to ourselves. But by the time we left, there was other people in line oh. waiting to be seated. And they have seating on the first floor. 
It's um, they have a but in the in the summertime. It's great for the outside because it's a ton of outside seating. They have concerts. That's uh, yeah, I know it's a real popular place, but for some reason, I've always been away or when they do something there in the region. So I've never been there. Yeah, it's right off the uh, the interstate. It's, all, it's on my way to the to, airport in a, in yeah. a few minutes. There you go. You can stop. Yeah, right. Open yeah. <laughs> at ten. Now, Damon, I know uh, you finally attacked that big project in the garage, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and excuse me, I'm have some allergies today, so uh, pardon me if you uh, hear that. But um, yeah, so I worked on the car a little bit this weekend. Um, I've been like, you know, circling back around, you know, the past couple months, you know, spending an hour here, hour there, but nothing major. And I finally, so I'll back up a little bit. When we were at Tech Tactics East, one of the um, technicians there, one of the people, the, the trainers told me, yeah, you, you know, you drill two holes, you know, and you know, with screws and, and, and pull it out with the screws, you know, for leverage. Mm-hmm. And then I told him, well, I don't have the engines in the car. So, oh, well, here are these two tools. And so I got these two tools that are VW AG uh, seal pullers that you would think would work really well. Um, and so I used them and got good leverage. And I started to uh, pull the seal out and it actually broke the inner part of the seal and started pulling it out. So I was getting leverage, but instead of moving the seal, it was tearing the seal apart, which I think we covered in the last podcast. So I texted one of our tech experts, uh, Peter. He told me, yeah, we usually just drill two holes in and pull it out with screws. Um, Uh I talked to Rich over at at speed and he said, I use a pick, you know, and um, which I told him, well, I use the pick and you can pull it out straight. well, I couldn't pull anything out. The tip of the pick broke off, but didn't fall in. Oh! But he told me, actually, don't worry, because there's actually a little area where if anything falls, you can just scoop it out later. Oh. So knowing this information, I ended up getting my... And this is, uh, Robert, where you can put the uh, photo of the drill up. Um, but I got an attachment for the drill, which is a, a flex attachment with a right angle oh. head. Mm-hmm. And on the end of that is a three-quarter inch um, self-tapping screw, which is what Peter told me to use. And so what I ended up doing was, and if you go to this last picture um, in a second, Robert, what, what I ended up doing was drilling two little holes into the seal using the self-tapping screw. Ah, okay, yeah. And then I took those out because I only broke the surface a little bit and screwed into loops, which if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. Um, And these two little hooks, you know, I thought it would make it really easy. I can get some leverage, put a screwdriver, you know, and sort of pull on it, yank on it on both sides. So I did that first with some gold or brass, you know, smaller hooks, and they started to bend. So I unscrewed them out, put in these slightly larger silver ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we're not silver, but you know, steel, steel ones, yeah. and much thicker. And, uh, those loops actually started to bend. If you're watching on YouTube, there shouldn't be a gap in between the end of the loop. Really? So I'm much- yanking on two screwdrivers, yeah. trying to get this, pull the seal straight out, which is what you're supposed to do with leverage. I can't get the seal to move. Wow. That's a lot of and force. So Rich told me, yeah, it's like the easiest seal to pull out of the car. And I'm thinking, what? Really? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure at some point I'll get it out. Um, Rich, oh, so it's not out yet. It's not out yet. Oh my gosh. The, so I'm sure at some can... point I'll get it out. But uh, Rich mentioned that there that Porsche used sealant on that. And I, I need to double confirm this because, like, usually Porsche doesn't use sealant on their seals. Yeah. Like the RMS, you just put it in dry. But isn't that the one that you put in though? No, this is the front main seal, not the oh, rear main seal. So this okay. is where the crank pulley goes. It's a much smaller seal, but similar. Okay. So yeah, um, um, you, I was told you know once you get it moving, it comes out more easily. But yeah. I haven't been able to get it moved yet, and I've really put some force wow. into that. But um, so yeah, this is one of those things where um, so I guess a little bit of advice is you go into a project, maybe you've done it before, um, you know, on a different car. If it's your only car, your daily, don't do it. Yeah. Like always, make sure you have a different car because this car has been up for a couple months, and I've been taking my time. And no matter what I do, I can't get that seal out. So remind me again, why so, are you pulling that seal? I should have sent another picture to Robert, but um, there was. It looked like there was a little bit of dampness 
on the bottom part of the seal, which uh-huh. it looked like it was starting to weep oil. Oh, so you're so I'm thinking, well, I. I've replaced it before on other cars. Like, it's not hard to pull a seal out and put a new one in. So, oh. how could it be any different? Well, <laughs> in you this were case. You were planning to do this all along to give it better lubrication when you were going to go to the track, right? Sort of, but not really. It was just to make sure that, you know, I was already in there. I'd pulled the pulley off to put the uh, the damped underdrive pulley on it. Oh. Since I have a lightweight flywheel, right. I needed a damp pulley to help with vibrations and, and all that. But, um, so I did that because I'm thinking, I'm in there. I know that it's starting to weep a little bit. Yeah. I might as well do the right thing and yeah. replace it. Man, I got to well, tell you, you got way more patience than I do. Woo. Yeah, well, I mean, some of it's, you know, like you get home on the weekend and sometimes you just don't want to work on a car. So yeah. that's played into it as well. But All right, well, good luck. I, I, we'll I thought I'll, I'll get, get it done. I, I thought this was like the celebration that no, you figured it out and not. you pulled it This out. is why I, uh, Manny told me to not <laughs> tell you before this podcast, right? Oh, um, but yeah, it, it'll, it'll happen. You know, I'm, I'm not worried. It's just, it's a little aggravating and it's eating into autocross season, but oh. you know, just got to put that out of mind. All right. Well, if you guys will allow me, I've got a couple of things to go over since I've been, been on the road. Um, first off is congratulations to Kel Gruner, Michelle, uh, Rainey, Aisha Coker, Jonathan Sieber. Uh, I, I was in Atlanta. Uh, I guess now it's two Thursdays ago for the uh, West uh, course expansion and grand opening and uh, the classic center grand opening. And uh, it was amazing. This is uh, an expansion to the facility in Atlanta outside of the Atlanta airport. And um, they, I, it was just unbelievable what they put together. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a rock concert, but I mean, they brought in bleachers, they brought in lighting, they had the mayor of Atlanta, they had a choreographed um, exhibition of the cars on the track. So the new track is 1.3 mile circuit with an ice hill and corkscrew and um, uh, carousel. They're talking about taking inspiration from Nordschleife, Daytona, and uh, Laguna and um, you know the who's who were there it was it was amazing um, PCA was very well represented uh, a few executive council members myself I actually brought uh, Bogdan with us down there uh, the classic club coupe was on display uh, inside uh, the classic center as well as the uh, 50th anniversary the number one car that Porsche has and um, man it was it was really really well done and uh, you never know kind of what level porsche is going to take it but man they took it to the next level yeah they usually do (laughs) i can see some some budget money being spent there um but before all that when we got in uh calvin kim uh arranged for us to take a drive in a panamera 4e hybrid and we hadn't done so in a while at least i Mm -hmm. haven't yeah it's been a while and we took it around atlanta and i tell you what we we were planning to use the roads app to do like a quick little tour and we pulled it up and we found a little course but atlanta traffic man roads app can't take care of that i mean it's just we we went about 10 miles and we just got stuck so then we went back to um the 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 roads around uh, pec and it's a I don't know when the last time you were there, but it's really turned around. Like it was kind of run down when, when PEC first moved in, but now you can kind of start seeing where, you know, newer restaurants and, you know, artsy walls and stuff like that. So we actually, there's some photos for those of you that, um, want to see on uh, YouTube that, uh, there were some, some walls that were made for a great backdrop for taking photos and, um, so we did get to drive it. Didn't get to drive it a whole lot or, or, or at speed, but I will say that, uh, the hybrid technology and the transmission of this car is so much better. Remember when we had the, I think it was a 2012 or 2014. It's like a 2018 actually. Or 18? It was pretty new. Yeah. yeah. Um, so all oh, five years ago now, right? So yeah, I know, but like the early, the early models of these e hybrid, like the, the transition between the, the, uh, the gas power train and the electric was kind of clunky. Mm. Like I remember it first came out and I'm like, eh, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's yeah. kudos for doing it, but it wasn't like seamless. This yep. new car, it is seamless and yep. it is fast. Like it is a man, I can totally see myself like 
hopping in one and just driving across yeah driving across the country in it give me a panamera 4e hybrid or an s to choose from though and i'd probably still choose the s choose the s yeah uh, i i think us diehards will always yeah. still go for it. I'll, I'll say with my commute a hybrid's not going to help as much right yeah because i got to drive kind of far what, so that's my excuse. Didn't we go get pretzels like all on? Yeah, Empower? we did. We went to a German that German <laughs> restaurant <laughs> yeah. restaurant nearby. Got exactly. pretzels for the office. Yeah, yeah that was fun. And so that was cool. Uh, this was the first time for Bogdan down at PEC. So he has got an inventory of photos of all different cars of the facility. So if you haven't checked out the PCA uh, Instagram page, uh, the I think the most recent one was the Turbo S. I mean that that building. Everywhere you go, it's picturesque, and uh, he did a great job capturing some of this. And, you know, talking about hanging out, uh, it, it pays to hang out because we got most of our stuff done on um, on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, but we were just hanging out, and we noticed the GT4 e-performance was kind of running around. And so we... Um, Which I believe Rob was there, too. Yeah, Rob, Rob got a ride in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, of course he did. Yeah, and uh, I didn't get a ride in it, but I was there, got to see it up close and personal, and that thing is bad. I mean, yeah, you know, people are like, it, it looks like it's an RC car out on the track, and it really does, and it has, of course, an electric sound to it. You know, it's the continuation of the the Mission R, and um, the the drivers, and and even Rob, he said, I have never been anything so brutally yeah. fast, and they're saying. Um, what close to a thousand horsepower? Something when, like when that. You turn qualifying the... trim, and then can run for half an hour. So basically, right. like a, a tank of gas in a cup car race. What What I didn't know is that it can charge to eighty percent in fifteen minutes. Yeah, eight hundred volts. Yeah, man, yeah. that's eight or nine. One crazy. So maybe you know, Matthias Schultz, Manny. You know, Matthias, he mm-hmm. is in charge of that, and um. You know, I, I hopefully that's a glimpse into what's yeah. what's so to he, come for us. I remember he was back at Tech Tactics West Andes, yeah, back in what 2015 or 16, yeah. with the uh, the first 981 came in GT4 Club Sport. So now he's um now he's e performance, huh? Yeah, we should get him back to uh, Tech Tactics. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so after that, uh, uh, hopped in a car with some EC members and headed out to Birmingham for. Uh, executive council meetings and the reason why we went to Birmingham is because we will be there next year for parade so checking out the facility um, you know it was typical meeting Saturday and Sunday nothing uh, too too uh, interesting there other than the normal course of business then I jumped on a plane and met my family in Houston for some college visits my son is considering Texas A&M where my dad graduated and actually where I was born so I went to nice. Bryan Texas so that was pretty interesting and from there, headed to Utah to uh, check out the University of Utah. Uh, my daughter's there now. My son got into the honors engineering program there. And so we toured that. But I get, did get to do a little bit of fun stuff there because, um, you know, what's great about PCA is no matter where you go, you have family. And so uh, we got to visit some PCA members there. Um, Eric Shea at PMB Performance. Uh, we stopped by his shop, which... For those of you in um, Salt Lake, Utah area, if you haven't been there, it's it's a very cool facility. He happened to buy it right at the beginning of COVID, and the the showroom. Unfortunately, I was so in awe with the showroom, I didn't take a picture of it. But you have to go there for yourself. The showroom is beautiful, and I'm like, man, he spent a lot of money on this. But turns out, it was kind of turnkey. The mm-hmm. person that owned it before was in um, furniture, like custom furniture. So they mm-hmm. built this gorgeous showroom and where he has stuff for his parts. It's actually stuff where they like displayed their chairs mm-hmm. and it was like ready to go. And um, yeah, so congratulations to Eric and uh, PMB Performance. That's where a lot of folks, they're probably best known for rebuilding. Ask, don't they only do breaks or they no, do a lot more? That's the thing. Okay. So Eric, Eric uh, I don't know how many years ago, but you know, out of out of his garage and was in a small shop was really just starting to um build a small business of uh, restoring Porsche Porsche brakes, Porsche specific brakes and 914 brakes and 356 brakes, so on and so forth and it grew from there and, and he's doing a lot of different I think he had even had like Jeep calipers in there and Ferrari calipers. And he has the whole process where you send the calipers, they, they, they catalog them, dismantle them. Um, they have like a, a cleaning dip 
and ovens and like they they do from a to z to take your um old calipers to to new again and uh i think i think damon maybe we can organize if at some time we're out there in that area uh just like we did with ellen engineering to go through the process of how they rebuild the calipers and it's pretty amazing and the, yeah. the logistics of it all and and a lot of it's still very manual um but he does it also in a very environmentally safe way and uh yeah so he, they're, they're best known for refinishing brakes but now because of the facility that he has he's actually doing uh work on cars as well so they're nice. doing uh, a lot of 914s but they do you know 356s and they can do other cars too nice very yeah. cool and um yeah so as far as wrenching and stuff un unfortunately i didn't do anything as cool as you as trying to pull out that i wouldn't seal. call that cool but um <laughs> but I, I you know how sometimes you're just on on various forums and you come across a tool that you're like mm, i need one of those and so i normally have a cap for the oil filters on the cars that i own right so you just grab the exact cap and and that way you can remove the oil filter pretty mm -hmm. easily but I, I used to have this, and I, I think I let somebody borrow it. I think I let my dad borrow it. But it was like a universal sort of sprung um, clawed thing that you could put on um, any filter mm -hmm. and then just back it out super easily. But the one that I used to have was kind of bulky and big. And so I was on somewhere, and I saw this one, and this was really thin. It's um, made by OEM Tools. You can get it on um, uh, on Amazon it's very thin it also has a spring claws like my other one but it also has a magnet on it so it, it sticks itself to the oil filter and you can I mean with very little clearance you can get some good leverage and I, I always tighten my my uh, filters by hand but for some reason when it comes time to take them off taking them off by hand is kind of tough and or when family members drop cars off, right? Yeah. They're notorious for dropping off a car where someone someone put the oil filter on with like freaking a thousand foot pounds of torque. So yeah. I that's, use a, I use a strap tool. wrench. I don't know. Have you ever? I, I have those. I have a strap wrench and I have the one that kind of is like a, a claw. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's so tight in there, like you don't really that's have room good. and yeah. you don't have the leverage. And um, yeah, so that's my new tool. Nice. Um, but yeah. And so I saw the car that we uh, we bought from Nathan. I hadn't seen it before. Remember, I bought the uh, Acura MDX from Nathan for my daughter. Oh yeah, I was gonna say we we who bought a car? Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, no, yeah. your your daughter. Nice. Yeah. So um, I saw it for the first time, two hundred and fifteen thousand miles. My daughter loves that thing, <laughs> and it's the right vehicle. I mean, the the roads in uh, Salt Lake City are horrendous yeah and uh anyways have you guys bought windshield wipers recently been a while well for the golf yeah have you bought yeah. windshield wipers man yeah the porsche how much do you <laughs> expect to pay for a windshield wiper you do realize this thing called inflation has been going on for it's quite crazy a few years. it freaking knocked me out i walked in I'm like honey just just stop by autozone well the autozone didn't have what i needed how much did you expect to pay i was thinking like 15 bucks a wiper yeah. You say car. 20 30 bucks for a set yeah no but if you like get it at the dealership maybe it would be like 80 20 bucks, bucks for a set is a deal no no i was thinking that they'd be like 15 20 bucks each they're now like 30 what, what car for her acura mdx like a 26 inch blade. oh no wonder it's 26 inch uh, yeah yeah but that, i mean i don't think i think across the board even if you got like a 27 47s going damn <laughs> that's a big wiper <laughs> but i was like I was like, man, I can't believe I'm spending almost a hundred bucks on wipers for her car. Yeah. She's like, Dad, it's okay. I don't like, I'm like, honey, I'm going to get them for you. Don't worry. Yeah, Costco. She's, that you should probably, if they have the size, Costco sells wipers. How much are they? Like, they probably have, cheaper than everywhere else. That's, that's true. I always assume. That, that's so. true. That's true. But here's the thing: is like, again, I always like to try to. If I was smart, I should have just bought it through Amazon, had a drop ship. I was like, you know, I'll buy locally. So, and, but what happens? I get burned. I go locally. I go to AutoZone. Freaking, they had one but not the other. And then I went to O'Reilly's, and thankfully, they had everything. But yeah, a hundred dollars worth of windshield yeah, wipers. That's a lot. Yeah, but oh, um, that's um, that's pretty much it for car stuff. Did you get to rent or do anything? I I see that you drove the Boxster today. Yeah, we're putting the hardtop on because we got to transport it back home since we're clearing out the office building. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Instead of trying to squeeze it into the back suburban, I said just put it put on, it on the, car the car and we'll uh, <laughs> drive it home. We'll drive it home. So have you figured out you're going to do a hoister? I still I got to get you that tool that I used to have for my Jeep, unless you bought one already. Uh, let me see what your your tool looks like. I've been watching some. Not, there's not a whole lot out there on videos. 
Um, and there's not a whole lot out there that you can buy pre-made to put the top that, on. That, yeah, to put the have the hoist, the, have the hard top hanging from a ceiling. Yeah. yeah. So basically, so so you don't like scratch the car and all that, or just gets it out no, of the way. Storage. This yeah. is okay. I excuse me. Just to store it out of the way. So yeah. So I used to have a Jeep Wrangler, and they you know, do like make me. stuff for the Jeep, mm-hmm. uh, but um, it's not. It looks easy to do, but you start reading and whatnot, getting it to balance right. Yeah, it's like it's, uh, everyone who drives the four point um, doesn't it like tips over because it's he- weight heavy. It's uh, uh, heavy on one side, yeah. So it's uh, it's like a triangle setup. And uh, there was one video on YouTube I saw that looks pretty legit. And Harbor Freight has a uh, hundred dollar electric hoist. Oh, electric hoist! So okay. everything else is a, looks. It looks like Egyptian times building the pyramids with all these uh, pulleys, <laughs> pulleys and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want that crap in my garage all yeah. over the place. All I need is somebody accidentally uh, unloosen the rope and, and they think I'm drop. smashing down on the car. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the electric hoist would be perfect because I have access to uh, oh, the, all the, the attic, uh, right? The attic and the ceiling, and I can make it uh, reinforce it exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're, that's why I'm driving the boxer today. Nice. Yeah, I remember with the with the Jeep that it was it was nice because you could just have the, you know kind of place the hook right above where you needed to, and then cl- uh, hook onto it, and then. I, I, I didn't have electric when I had it's almost like a boat winch thing and just draw it right up and then when I needed it I just dropped it right back on the car. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But I added like once it was up, I added a second chain just in case what you were thinking about, like somebody bumps the <laughs> bumps the um the um the the, the real the winch. The real yeah. winch that would become dropping down. All right. So uh you wanna go into the news? Sure. So the new GTS well, spy shots of the new GTS yeah. and uh, the spy shot photographers are theorizing this is the GTS because it has the center lock wheels, mm-hmm. uh, and it's about time uh, for them to come out with the uh, the new GTS. Uh, the big rumor or big speculation is whether or not this will be a hybrid GTS because, as we know, the 992 platform is set up for a hybrid system. Um, so the, I think the big question will be uh, really Ren Sport. Uh, um, because it sounds like it's not going to be at LA the big big announcements for cars. It's going to be at Rensport. Mm-hmm. So, um, what cars will they debut at Rensport? And you know, um, well, yeah, they're definitely not going to be debuting at LA because they're not even going to have a presence at LA. I wasn't sure we could say that or not. But all right, now you said it, <laughs> <laughs> so we can say it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I like, didn't know I, this. I, they're I not think... going to be there. Yeah. Well, let me let's let's correct that, and I, I want to say let's correct that because. They may be there, but they may be there as a dealer show. That's true. Which is nothing like we're used to seeing. Um, like in, in Baltimore, the convention center, they have the car show, auto yeah. show. And it's always weak as far as uh, when you're used to seeing uh, something at uh, L.A. or it used to be New York or uh, Detroit. Um, and the dealer show is basically where the area dealers get together, pull their money, and display cars from their own inventory. Um, the big shows like L.A., Detroit, and New York – uh, used to be New York. Now it's not even that anymore. As where the debuts came out, so Porsche did announce at least to us that they won't be at uh, LA this year because of Rensport. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they got to debut a car somewhere. Yeah. But and... they'll, they'll be, they will be back for those of you that are worried. They mm-hmm. will be back. Yeah. Um, but you know the, the the that brings a good point. Like not to take away from this news item, but auto shows. Auto shows are like. Kind of pointless, in my opinion. Kind of pointless now. Yeah. The, the most re- you know, the ones that we've gone to recently, they've all turned into like a little electric car tracks, and yeah. like the big manufacturers are gone, and it's it's kind of sad. Oh, they I mean, can't control the message as good as they can when they have it at a an event that basically they're they're the dedicated one, like a, yeah. PEC or Rensport or, or, yeah. or Monterey Car Week. Yeah, like the Quail had a ton of uh, debuts last year. And so, I, and I think the auto shows and or the convention centers got kind of greedy after a, you know decades mm-hmm. of you know having sort of the stronghold on on manufacturers and saying you have to pay this price or you have to pay you know unions and this that and the other and manufacturers are going wait a minute for the you know seven figures I'm spending to be you know there for a week I could have as Manny said a dedicated either um, event physical event. Or they could have some sort of digital promotion, or they could have it at their own facilities. For maybe they still spend the same amount of money, but I think the 
impressions are a lot stronger and you're reaching a specific, you know, target market as opposed to just a general population. Yeah. I mean, I think they're not, they're not pointless, you know, for people to go and check cars out, but for debuts, you know, uh, for, for unveilings, like you don't, it's almost easier to watch the live stream of the debut sitting at home at your computer so you can write the story up right then and there. <laughs> yeah. Rather than walking back to the press room, looking at your notes. Like, I mean, yeah, but for new cars, I think it's good because how many times you've seen a car on paper or on TV and you thought of it mm-hmm. well, one way, but yeah. when you were there and you talk to the people yeah. and they're they're showing you the details of the but car. The, the Damon's point from a uh, media uh, point of view, yeah, uh, most of the time that car's already been uh, showed yeah. to other it's people. Leaked, that's true. That's true. That's true. Or you have like the elite media people yeah, who get to see it the it. day before, yeah. or they just flat out just release photos of it a couple days before. Yeah, the press is going to see it. So, uh, at the days of them, uh, you know, pulling the, uh, the cover off the car and everyone seeing it for the first time ever are, are pretty much gone. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't work like that. I mean, yeah. for, for, uh, potential customers, you know, uh, car shows are great still, right? Because you get to go and, you know, it's a little bit more, a little easier to go to a car show than walk up to a dealer and ask to sit in all the cars, you know, and walk around and see the competition, you know, but, uh, from a yeah, media perspective, there's what's the I mean, let's benefit say, what, of an what, unveiling whatever let's say the ST we've been talking about that mm-hmm. the ST would be a perfect place for uh Rensport for them to debut the ST uh what a better better uh, place to to show it off because then you can put it right on the racetrack oh yeah and show it doing laps right yeah. uh, right after you show it, which you can't do in a convention center cuz right. it's very yeah. static right so yeah i think uh Rensport would be interesting to see what they debut and uh, and show off um and whether or not uh, this GTS will be part of it, or uh, or will that be saved till next year? Um, the hybrid 911 is coming, uh, and and in reading the article, the way they can tell it's uh, probably hybrid is because it has to have a yellow sticker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worn emergency crews that uh, it's a hazard uh, lithium battery, and and uh, which makes you think: Are they going to say? What Carrera Four GTS is all-wheel drive because it has a front electric motor? And then the rear-wheel drive is just the Carrera GTS, or do you have an option to pick an electric electric motor? And then we're seeing the GTS, obviously, that can't be a base Carrera or a Carrera S, but we still haven't seen the facelifted version of the 992. And the GTS usually comes out after the Carrera, Carrera S. So interesting seeing all these cars, like, all at once, you know. So we've been talking a lot about the ST, Mm -hmm. and this year is a huge celebration for Porsche, also Rensport Reunion. Last time we were at Rensport Reunion, they had the 935, right? Yep. Yep. And the and special I, edition special Rensport edition Reunion Rensport car. Uh, GTS. I read an article somewhere where they were saying, you know, don't expect a successor to the 918 Spider anytime soon. That's what I've been told to. But I would be betting that with all the celebrations, with how long it's been, I'm kind of thinking that there's probably is going to be something big. So, like supercar. That's what I want to believe. So it sounds like maybe I mean I can't tell. This is Vu. I know something you don't know, <laughs> and I'm leaking it a little bit, or just Vu. I'm speculating just... like, like Manny and Damon would be speculating. <laughs> so so uh, assuming that uh, assuming Vu might not be speculating, and we, we can read between the lines a bit. Nope, nope. we're I'm not. Just, I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> I believe that maybe they announce it and have maybe a concept I, I or something. Some pretty high people up at Porsche, and I asked him this exact question. Yeah, and their response was, and it was. It was uh, pretty well thought out. Was that there's only uh, so much uh, money in the world, and um, when you start manufacturing these type of supercars or mm-hmm. hypercars, um, suddenly your audience is shrunk to who can actually afford these cars. Right, and they need to make a certain amount to turn a profit. You know, it's not only sure. they're making five of them. And um, who I was speaking to said, because I asked him, I said, "Are we going to have a supercar version of the 963, mm-hmm. or some something based on the on the the latest uh, prototype?" And he said, "It's uh, it's not the right time." Mm-hmm. And, and plus, we haven't seen any any um, spy shots. And it's the battery tech that I've been reading in some other articles as well, and which makes sense, you know, because our solid state batteries are not a thing yet. You know, or at least not mass. Now, whether they will have now, with that said, 
They could easily <laughs> have something they're working on in five years because uh, I do remember when they were building the 918, mm-hmm. they invited the executive committee to go look at the 918, but it wasn't available to the public. It was to select customers, and they had it right. at, at Laguna in the garages through the, the uh, hardest uh, to get through security, um, but that's not really fair to the general audience as far as uh, what we can tell them what's coming because they're not going to see that car probably hear about it because you got to sign all these NDAs and everything. Uh, I do remember that one had um, cardboard uh, brake calibers. <laughs> oh, remember when we got to see the 918 Spider when the exhaust was on the sides? That's the first thing I remember looking yeah. at. It was up on the state. It was actually in the hangar at Laguna. Not Laguna. She was at Monterey Airport. And uh, first thing I thought was, yeah, this is never going to make it a production because my ankle hit it. And uh, yeah, I yeah. But then, they, but then, they, then when they were saying, "Well, it's going to be at the top," and we're like, "Well, that's never going to happen. No one ever does an exhaust <laughs> yeah. on the top." But lo and behold, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that that was my hope. And uh, reading reading what uh, they said there, I was just like, ah, I don't know. I have a feeling that Porsche's got something up their sleeves. Um, so the next news item is kind of interesting. We've talking about the uh, Panamera 4E hybrid, talking about the GT4E performance. Now, for those of you that have a classic air-cooled 911 but want to lean into... You will have nothing in common with the Panamera <laughs> hybrid because that is very uh, uh, um, often used term high-tech. Yeah. It is... Um, this is... Uh, I, I can never see myself doing this. Unless uh, gas engines were just flat out banned, uh, yeah, that's what I to look me. I would agree with you, but I give kudos to the company that's done this uh, because they're using the uh, original gauges, but they mean differently. Obviously, the gas tank is still the uh, gas gauge is, is the battery uh, battery level gauge, and uh, I think the temperature oil temperature is the temperature of the batteries. If I right, remember reading that correctly, it's um. And they've cut, they kept a lot of the characteristics. Of course, it has a much uh, it's a heavier car because of the uh, the batteries and whatnot. But you know, I, I can see um, this is definitely an alternative. If um, so, for those that aren't watching on YouTube, it's electrogenic. It's a um, electric conversion for an air cooled Porsche. And you know, kudos to them and for a for effort and and being able to transplant. Uh, an electric motor and put it into an air cooled and get it running. My biggest barrier to it is it's a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and I don't think it's like when I said it's not high tech like the Panamera or most other uh, purpose built electric cars. It doesn't regenerate. It um, it's it, basically it, battery basically and go. battery and go. Uh, yeah. You know, it doesn't have that that kind of range. But uh, and it's not they're not the first ones to have done this. It's been yeah. been done, been done for a while. Um, and how, of course, it's wicked fast compared to the original power plant. So, how much do you want to bet that the torque number is a typo? I saw that. <laughs> what was the torque number? So, th- I saw this because I included an e-brake last week, but there was one with a headline that said it had like over two thousand pound-feet of torque. Two thousand, but only has like two hundred and fourteen horsepower. But did you see where they had to put in different axles? That's what made me wonder. Maybe it is correct. Yeah, because they had to use different to axles. twist the axle. I, I guess it would have that much torque. <laughs> Not yeah, it just, it just that doesn't make sense. And so, so one article had a headline saying that. Then another article it was less said, than two hundred pounds of horsepower, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like two hundred and fourteen yeah. horsepower. Like, then another know. article said that it had. It must be a typo. It's two hundred and thirty-six horsepower, not twenty-three hundred sixty. So, so yeah, put an asterisk there. Um, we should probably go to the website and check that out and get back to you next week. But yeah, interesting. It's a lot of torque. Hmm. Well, I would say even if it was, um, you know. 200 foot pounds of torque but if it was instant i would say a factory you know axle probably can't handle yeah. 200 well 2,200 pound feet of torque do semis even have that's like drag that's like dragster dragster 2,000 would definitely snap it but what i'm saying is <laughs> yeah, yeah. if it is a ty- if it is a typo even yeah. 200 but instant from a standstill could yeah. probably snap uh, a, a factory axle I'm yeah i could i could see yeah. that happening I like to drive one though. So of if course, anyone has same. one that's willing to that, let us that drive would be it, cool. that would be very cool. Very be cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. You have old school looks, but you have, you know, electric powertrain, and it probably sounds cool. You know, I, I saw something from who was it that, um, like an exhaust manufacturer. Maybe I don't know if I saw it or if I was dreaming it, but there's like an exhaust manufacturer that is making instead of exhaust making speakers. 
that you put at the bottom. We saw that at SEMA, the Tesla. Remember? Yeah, it was hooked up to the Tesla, and they were uh, they could change the uh, tone. <laughs> you could change it to like sound yeah, your electric vehicle to sound like a Mustang, or you could sound sound like a old Camaro. That doesn't appeal to me at all. Like that's yeah. weird. It doesn't that's appeal so to me weird. either. Yeah, but I mean, somebody ne- maybe. But neither does the sound of the. Uh, the uh, Cayman uh, electric race car, the uh, um, the GT4 E performance. Yeah, it's uh, that. At least the, the video that Rob sent us that was uh, horrific. It, it sounds like a bunch of gears grinding and like high pitch, and it it's it's definitely aggressive sounding, but it's not like melodic. No, right? It's yeah. not melodic, but it sounds like like scary, crazy yeah. gears. Are, gears are mashing. Yeah. It sounded like a Roomba that was really pissed off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> very, very pissed off. All right, what's his third one? Board member and I guess this falls under the. Uh, I know he's not a family, but uh, <laughs> uh, he um, and 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 Volkswagen and I believe Porsche are both denying uh, any uh, that this was in any part their idea or something they approved of. But one of the uh, Porsche supervisory. Uh, board Uh-oh. not the actual board of uh, okay. porsche ag so this is the one that oversees the, com- the family investments if you will uh i sent a letter to putin offering to help rebuild use volkswagen's resources <laughs> to help rebuild the automotive industry in russia in russia yeah okay. which of course there's a little war going on and a yeah, lot a of uh, a lot of a places bit. are like uh distance themselves from russia um and he wants to bring back the uh volga yeah what's a volga yeah, old that's exactly car. what everyone says. What's a Volga? I've never heard of that. Do you remember the one we see at Car? I don't know. Were you with me in Cars and Coffee? There's a guy that brings a uh, Russian. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. The car. one I said is he, that a Volga? He was telling us that the um, KGB would always drive this, and that if you were if you see this car pull up in front of your house, bad news. People would run out the back door. Yeah, because it was bad news. Yeah, exactly. It was only yeah. the, the KGB would drive it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a vulgar or not, but that's what I envision. Of course, that, <laughs> that's, like, that's like a 1962 version. It was like a box, basically a box with minimal equipment, aerodynamics, yeah. minimal, yeah. no, <laughs> minimal uh, everything. Yeah, it was <laughs> no, like no. Uh, here, here's a thousand dollars, build a car. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yes, uh, uh, Volkswagen uh, was not very happy that uh, this got out. Uh, their Spiegel did an article about it, which is their. Uh, yeah. A German news VW magazine. VW and Porsche, I believe, in this um, article were claiming they didn't know about it and that he sent that. So yeah. to their credit, uh, it sounds like this was done by him. But, yeah, inter- interesting Reminding here. me of uh, Billy Carter during the Jimmy Carter administration, you know, when he would do stuff. And they would have to say, we were not aware. <laughs> we were not aware. This is not the uh, the thoughts of it's the administration. Separate themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, family, family, family. Yeah. But I don't think he's a family member. He's no. on the board. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how much longer, but... Uh, yeah, no knowledge, <laughs> they claim. I'm sure in his head he thought that was a great yeah. idea. Hey, and profit's then, profit, right? Yeah, <laughs> a missed opportunity as a Russian. <laughs> Maybe he didn't remember the fact that uh, there's a war in Ukraine and most com- most uh, most countries are trying to stay away from Russia. Yeah. 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 How crazy. Um, any video updates upcoming or things you want to touch upon? Yeah, we... Um, so we have the 718 Cayman S versus Boxster GTS 4.0 that just came out. Um, got a few videos in the hopper that aren't edited, and it's going to be a slow week this week. Um, but we'll we'll be coming back with some more one-mile reviews from a collection nearby and, and some other uh, cars in Pennsylvania. And I've uh, got a couple ideas to start filming our normal Tuesday videos or, or weekly non-review videos. Okay. So it's going to be a slow week. So the... Um you know, I'm enjoying, you know, how much more in depth you're going with the cars. So mm-hmm. hopefully those that are listening, if, if you're enjoying that too, let us know because, uh, you know, the whole idea of the one mile review was something, for, you know, during COVID and such that we came up with to do quick and easy. It wasn't supposed to be in depth, but still just give you some, some channel content. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it seems that that sort of format has yeah. run its course. And did I yeah. just see you reach down on the gear and try to change it? I use the gear lever sometimes. No, no, this, just like you, like you went to reach down to, oh, to shift? shift and you uh, realize you're driving automatic. I might have, I might have. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Yeah. Let's see, let's see. Did uh, because I saw you. It's like what I would have done. Like you're going to either up to upshift the third or downshift the second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not seeing it right now. There was one time where I was going to go shift and I realized I was already in the gear I wanted, but that was in the uh, GTS 4.0. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, it was um, interesting, you know, in a nutshell. Um, it really comes down to, and I mean, 
718 is a 718 Boxer came in. They're very similar cars. Um, the big differentiator, surprise, surprise, is the engine. Yeah. Right? Um, and I guess you could say the transmission, but, you know, I, I enjoy PDK or, or, or a manual gearbox, but, you know, the that flat four, two and a half liter and the S is, it's a really strong motor. It's actually quicker than the GTS 4.0. It's louder. It's a more visceral experience. The power is right in the mid-range where you want it, in the mm-hmm. torque. Um, and I'm not dishing on the GTS 4.0, but, man, like after so many people and journalists have said, oh, they gave us the six-cylinder, and it's kind of like when you hop in both the same, at least me, when I hop in both, I'm thinking, it's not that much better. I mean, unless you absolutely have to have a six-cylinder, yeah. which some people do. Some people do, yeah. So oh, We've always talked about this where – People rehash what they read, and they've never even driven the car. Yeah. Yeah. And this even falls on the journalists. Well, sure. Just rehash what they've been told, mm-hmm. and uh, and becomes that uh, becomes like a, this is institutional knowledge now. Everyone knows that the four banger mm-hmm. is not as good as the flat six. When in reality, if you drive it, you're like, holy crap, this is incredible. Oh, yeah. This is uh, a yeah. it's and, a preference and, thing. But yeah, everything, well, everything mm-hmm. in life is uh, really depends on what you want. It's yeah. uh, and when I used to sell audio and, and stereo. You had to qualify the customer and say, "What are you going to do with it? You know, what do you want out of it?" Not uh, people came and said, "I want the best." Yeah. You were always afraid. Well, if you give them the best, they're going to find out maybe this isn't what they wanted. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. There, there are a couple things that I didn't mention in the, in the um, review that I'd like to mention here. Somebody uh, commented, and uh, I watched a video. I want to say I forget who it was. Maybe it was Everyday Driver or. Uh, but basically, the the GTS 4.0 cars with the six cylinder have less interior room because the engine ate into some of the interior space. So apparently, taller people. Um, I saw that, and I never. Yeah, knew no, that's that. a thing. And uh, whatever, maybe it was a. Does that mean the firewall is different? Than yeah, the... it's different. So there's actually less room. So taller people, you have like two fewer inches, you know, in the GTS 4.0. So if you're a really tall person, the 4.0 actually might not work for you. So yeah, keep that in mind. That's something that, that I a little think, bit of room can make a difference inside yeah. the interior of a car. And it's a thing. Small, Whoever yeah, made that comment, I forget the name. Thank you for reminding me because yeah. that is actually a thing. He's not telling a fib there. That's real info that you need to know when you're, when you're buying these cars. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, gosh, I, I had one other thing I was going to mention here, but maybe I'll think of it in a second. I oh, mean, uh, equal price. If they were equal price, I would probably pick the GTS. Yeah. Yep. Um, simply because uh, it has more, probably more creature comforts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, that doesn't mean that the uh, four cylinder is anything yeah. less. And yeah. you know, 914s would fall into this. Everyone wanted the 914.6. Mm-hmm. But you start talking to people who drove both, and they were like, well, really, the four cylinder is much mm-hmm. more practical and easier to drive. It's fuel injected, it's mm-hmm. peppier, it's lighter. But the six carries that. Uh, yeah. You know, that's the one to get. You have to get a six. Right, right. Another thing to consider, actually, with the uh, the, the flat four turbos is um, the tuning potential down the line. You know, oh, yeah. Um, if you're somebody who likes, and it's already faster, 350 horsepower 718 Cayman S is faster than a 394 horsepower Boxer GTS 4.0, or at least quicker, you quicker, know, an acceleration. Yeah. Um, just think if you chipped it, on, put chipped it, on, it 50 yeah. more horsepower to 400 and more torque. Wow, that'll yeah. that's going to be a quick car. So yeah. anyway, then, my two cents there. Yeah, no, very cool. And um, the other thing for people to keep in mind is, you know, we get access to cars because people volunteer, mm-hmm. right? And so sometimes the cars that we're comparing aren't like the ideal mm-hmm. examples to compare to each other. It's so, tough to get so, the exact Porsche. Yeah, we would we would love to be able to compare yeah. cars perfectly, but it mm-hmm. really comes down to what cars are available to us. Yeah. Which does. is actually the way life is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's rare that you're gonna get two cars if you're shopping for a car right, right. they're mm-hmm. identical that you can say, Well I want this one with just these options, especially yeah. now with the way the market is. So yeah. yeah so, something else too and onto that point is Porsche has so many options that change how the car feels, whether it's, you know, interior quality or you know connectivity options or in the case of the cayman s you know you had to option the ptv plus and the limited slip differential and all that um kind of good stuff uh but um i forget where i was going on on this point man that's happened twice now uh he's getting older <laughs> yeah, I know, right he's getting older yeah but but these two cars they were about the same price yet you had to option the cayman s up up to where the gts 4.0 is yeah so yeah, I wouldn't uh, regret if I had a four-cylinder car. Not at all. And, but maybe that's probably more my price point when it comes to that time. 
but after I drove that one on the uh, one mile review that uh, uh, we did, I was I was blown away how much power. All I thought was I, I could be very happy it's, with this. It's this plenty. would never bore me. It would uh, it was enough to scare you easily mm-hmm. in any corner. And uh, it's, and if you take out the um, and we discovered this last week when we were driving Bob Miller's cars, how when suddenly when you don't have PSM or PASM or PTV, yeah, all these driver aids, and you're just driving the car, uh, you don't need more than 300 horsepower. Yeah. Anything two 200 can scare the crap oh, out yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, just a um, Porsche just builds uh, incredible cars now that you need the up to horsepower before you start to get scared, mm-hmm. not realizing that the car is doing a heck of a lot of work to make you look like you're a better driver a than hero. you are. <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, thank you for announcing uh, that uh, the uh, we've talked about uh, Treffen at Sea. Uh, Western Caribbean is now open for folks to make your reservations, and I believe an inside room starts at just over a thousand dollars, and it is an amazing deal. It includes like uh, gratuity and food, and it's a great time. Believe it or not, we have close to four hundred and fifty people already registered an inside room is just under a thousand dollars per person per person yep Mm -hmm. otherwise you're sleeping outside yeah well i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) don't don't offer it's an option (laughs) and i think i think the the uh, ones where there's a balcony start at like 13 or something like that so it's Mm -hmm. still if you want to uh if you want to uh you know, have that outside room or a little balcony. But not many people get an inside room, though. No, that's the funny thing is when we did it last year, they they had so many inside rooms available, like they were running smoking deals, and they said that PCA members, you know, 99% of them all took rooms with windows or balconies. That's what Laguna Seca learned when they... Offered their hospitality to PCA. <laughs> PCA will pay. And for they it. didn't think PCA was going to buy them, and we wiped them out. Took everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Laguna Seca, you you have your Porsche Platz. The Porsche Platz is coming up, but uh, and you'd have to click on it to see that every good. Uh, Robert has it up. Uh, May twelfth through fourteenth, it's the IMSA race at, uh, at Laguna. Um, maybe you can snap some pictures. Whoever goes of how they're working on the pedestrian bridge. Because when we were there, there was a lot of work to be done. <laughs> and they need to get it done before this race. Oh, yeah, there was a bike race coming up like in three weeks, I think. Like GP race? No, a bicycle. A bi- bicycle? Like riding your bike on the track? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. hopefully, well, you're going down the corkscrew, so that helps. Yeah, but you got to get up to the corkscrew. Oh, you got to get up to the corkscrew at turn no five. <laughs> that's a long, that's a long, long pedal hill. up. Yeah, it's, uh, I would love to do that, though. That's a, that's a thing? I, I knew they well, did. I, mean, for, I, I don't know the details. I just yeah. I asked the same thing. I said, is it a motorcycle or a bike? And uh, Melanie said, it's a bicycle. Racetracks uh, do that. Um, I remember at Road America for two videos that we filmed um, a few years back, we would save the interview for the end and yeah. we'd go onto the track, you know, and set up the you know, lighting or reflectors and, and have a nice interview. What we found was that when the track closes, there are these events where you have just bikers lapping the track or, or runners oh, really? over and over. So we had to, you know, as people are running up the hill, uh, this is over Canada corner. We're down, down there and they're going counterclockwise around the track and we're doing our interview. And then we have to stop for a second, let the runners go past in the background and start back up again. But uh, it's a thing. Yeah, Watkins yeah. Glen had like a four, six hour race, a uh, bicycle race. Really? Yeah. And so, you know, same thing, the track shuts down. Yep. And we went to the banquet. I never felt more fat than sitting by the window, <laughs> eating a cheesecake, watching these guys cl- on the Man. climbing S's, bicycling. Uh, it didn't stop me from eating the cheesecake, but I was like, and so I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> but they were hurting uh, and, yeah. and lap oh after lap. Gosh. And the you know, Watkins Glen's yeah. a very yeah. hilly course. Yeah. Same thing um, at VIR. We saw them at VIR. I guess uh, it makes the, sense. You have the facility available and it's quiet, yeah. right? And it's a perfect place to go for a run or a ride, yep. I think. Yep, so. exactly. Away from traffic and such. Mm-hmm. So it looks like I will be here for, and you know, we're often traveling when this happens. And it's a local event that's huge, and many of us take a, a tour up there with a the number of cars, and this is the uh, the swap meet. Um, and it used to be the Hershey swap meet. Are you meet. sure you have a day pass for that? I, I think so. And this is the last weekend, right? And Should I call your wife and April, check with April her? April 29? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I do have a day pass for that. 
Damn it. Now it's going it, to rain. Is it April 29th? <laughs> yeah, April 29th. April 29th. I hope so. That's and it's at the Carlisle Fairgrounds mm-hmm. now. It used to be at Hershey, but they moved, what, like three years ago? I don't ago? think they're ever going back to Hershey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a uh, good place to see my wife sell off my belongings while, so I'm, are you while the, I'm still alive. So are you going to have a lot of stuff to sell this I year? I mean, enough about the fist in a suburban. That's, uh, yeah. It'll take me 10 years to get rid of all the excess <laughs> junk that I have. Um and it, the hardest part is organizing it. Yeah. But we're in our last uh, 10 days, I think, before we um, settle in the building. Mm. So uh, we're almost, I got maybe like 20 containers left. I got to oh move out. Uh, but I, we were talking about 200 containers at one point. So um, they're all in my uh, attic right now. I started going through them, and I'm like, at this rate, I got to get it moved out before I um, can go through all of them. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, I've been taking a lot of Tylenol from moving stuff up into the attic. And uh, <laughs> you sure your attic can uh, carry all the weight that you're? We're gonna adding? find out. <laughs> <laughs> I've thrown away a lot of old panels. All, all of a sudden, uh, yeah, the the paper, it, right? It's the paper that's really yeah, the, the heavy uh, stuff. magazines way. Uh, and I'm getting rid of. Um, we're selling a lot of old, uh, like nine eleven Porsche World Excellence mm-hmm. Total nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so how many how many things do you have that are unopened, like boxes of like models and or like at one point you remember you used the those um metal kits that i i like drooled over as a teenager they're made by poacher i think p-o-c-h-e-r oh yeah i sold those on ebay a long time ago oh my gosh like they, I used to they have were like, like two or three hundred model kits like back in back in the 90s they were like 300 bucks and i used to drool them because they're super detailed I, think I sold it for like 800 uh i don't even know it was what a, they go it was for a one eight scale one eight three yes, yeah uh, but I, I have no talent in building models, no patience rather. Mm. And um, so I never built these models. They were just seeing. I love the artwork on the outside of the box. The box itself was beautiful. And, yeah. I, and I had the 112 scale Martini 935. Really? And I, all these. And then you finally I was, all? well, yeah, I was like, I don't have room to display them. And just buying them to store them. That's I that's know. where you become a hoarder. Uh, yes. Why you <laughs> Why you look at me so strongly when you say that word? Because we have the uh, a national historian here, and she brought her friend, uh, who's also husband is the autocross chair. That Pam was Pedro, hilarious. And that she's was... basically tell, told him that what if. You, Paul, if you're listening. Paul, if you're gone, <laughs> it is the first dumpster showing up the next morning, and it's all going in the dumpster. Paul, uh, I highly suggest you start labeling your items because. <laughs> Which reminds me of my wife, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Pam was I, like, "I want nothing to do with it." I, she I told she the didn't story where the value. I told Boo the story where she sold my uh, Orioles, uh, six foot Orioles picture, one of two, yeah. for a hundred dollars, and luckily. I was walking in the office building when the guy's walking out with the six foot, my six foot uh, framed photo, one of two. The owner of the Orioles has the other photo of this. Wow. And I'm like, and I looked at her, I go, what's going on? She goes, oh, I sold it. I go, for how much? She goes, $100. <laughs> I go, $100? Yeah. I go, you know how much that's worth? She goes, well, I looked it up. I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, because there's only two of them. <laughs> wow. So, that's funny. So one of the evenings when. Did you get it back? Yes, I made her go out okay. and give the hundred dollars back, and it's like oh my now gosh. it's safely in my attic. But it's this picture that was uh, given as a gift, hmm. and uh, it's the final game of the Orioles, and it's, it's done in a three sixty around the bases. Hmm. So I have no place to put it right now in my house except my attic. But uh, I sure heck wasn't gonna let it go for a hundred dollars. Yeah. So one of the evenings when we were in Salt Lake City, uh, I clicked on Hoarders, like the series, and they had one where it was like the highlights of automotive, like cars of Hoarders. So I was watching it. And my kids literally like, Dad, that's gonna be you. <laughs> so how is the show different from what's already happening? <laughs> well, so 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 these stories are kind of sad because you yeah. know, these guys have like hundreds of cars on their property okay. and, and the county's real. Like, the only thing stopping you is your home association from <laughs> yeah. doing that. I think I heard about this guy. Is this the same guy who had to start selling like his 50 or 100 cars yes. like That's one every by one by one? episode of American Pickers. Yeah. Oh is my that. Gosh. But they, yeah, they had to sell it and like clean up his frontage or he was actually going to go to jail. They're yeah. like, if you don't fix this, you're going to go to jail. And so they had this crew come up, and he was a retired veteran. And like the, the cleanup crew was like, how are we going to do this? So they called upon the local, um, you know, military, you know, <laughs> folks, and, and like 40 <laughs> guys show up, and they're like, we're going to help a brother out. And they start going at it. But every little thing, he was like, well, uh, this is actually copper. And, you know, if we just throw it away, it doesn't have any value. But if we recycle it, it's going to have value. Or 
like there was like this piece of metal. He's like, oh, this thing could be used for. I was planning to put this together. Oh, it was so <laughs> sad. And like it was painful. It was really painful. And his kids, like he's yelling at his kids because he's like, you know, you're just throwing away, you know, all that I've worked for. And they're like, dad, it's either we throw this away or you go to jail. And he's like, yeah. well. And then but- they throw it away. Yeah, and they throw it away. <laughs> so it was really sad. ironing this because yeah. I can see already. Uh, I can see your uh, Jason uh, showing us this. Going to throw away this oil filter wrench, and I'm saying, I remember when your dad told us when he bought this. I said, You sure you don't want to keep it? And then Jason reaching over to the box, and there's like 80 other oil filter wrenches going. Oh my gosh, he found the episode. So there's this bus there, right? Oh, there's man. this bus there, and this is funny. The guy goes, We we got to move this bus. He's like, I, When was the last time you were in this bus? And the guy turns to his son. He goes, "Hey, son, how uh, how how old are you now?" He's like, "I'm 29." He's like, "Yeah." So uh, last time I was in that bus uh, 30 years ago, because that's where he was conceived. Oh God! <laughs> wow. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, we laugh, but it's sad, and it's like it's traumatic for these people, and it will be traumatic for me. But I will say, after watching, <laughs> after watching all this, like I haven't bought stuff. In a while. I've been really good. Like, I bought this little tool. I haven't bought any, like... So, when you come back from Germany next week... Oh, crud. Yeah. Um, I will practice restraint and only buy things that are, like, super, super cool. And that I don't oh, that's, have. That's no... Uh... <laughs> I only buy things that, uh, and, and, honey, and, I only bet on a short thing. That's the only time I'm going to gamble is when it's a short thing. Uh, how many of you out there listening understand, you know, like, I'm... I'm trying. I'm trying. And I'm, well, I am running out of How many of you out there have bought a separate little warehouse to store your junk? <laughs> Not yet. All right. So I think it's time to sign off here. Uh, <laughs> anything else from no, you guys? Not me. All good? All right. Well, thank you for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, what are you waiting for? Grab that VIN. Go to PCA.org and we'll get you set up with PCA membership. Uh, for those of you that don't currently own a Porsche, check out PCA's test drive program at uh, www.pca.org. And also, if you haven't, sign up to our newsletters. We have newsletters, e-brake news, performance news, Mart Fresh. Just go to PCA.org and you can sign up for those. And remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos and videos. Porsche Club Insider, all one word. We love hearing your comments. We love seeing the likes. Um, you know, comment. We read each and every one of them. If you want to stay in touch with all things PCA, again, PCA newsletters. We'll make sure that uh, we'll be. Actually, I'll be on the road next week, so we got to figure out what we're going to do there. You're going to call in. I'm going to try to call in. I'll find a good hot spot. Is that like I'm going to try to make it. No, I will. I will. I want to be in. I want to be in. I want to give you an update. Uh, I am going to Technoclassica, Essen, and then I'm doing visiting KW's facility, uh, Recaro's facility. We'll be in Stuttgart. So hopefully I have well, some, you'll some be good. seeing, uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Boris, Sandra, uh, Alex. We, we'll be doing the tour. I don't know how many of the VIPs I'll be able to get to see, but I should have a good report for you guys. Well, maybe you can have one of them on. Oh, if I can make that happen, I will. That'd be very cool. All right, folks, until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.